Hey everyone, welcome to Expansion Cast. Expansion Cast is a magical podcast I created so people could find simple or unconventional solutions to expand their personal awareness and experience. This podcast is dedicated towards revealing people's divine truth and how that divine truth works its way out into the world, one by one, helping liberate each of us on our personal path to freedom. If you love this podcast, please give us a rating and share. Renee Boss, welcome to Expansion yeah. Cast. Thank you. And I'm excited for this conversation. It's it's I don't know what what's going to happen here, but uh I I got goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah, I'm super excited. So you've been doing a lot of work around shame and and uh since I invited you on, I've been thinking quite a bit off and on about shame and mm. how I think shame is way more prevalent in every so many areas of our life that we don't even realize. Like, I mean, in the cars we drive, in the way we dress, in the in the bedroom, you know, in the kitchen, everywhere. I mean, you know, raising our kids and, yeah, shame is just like, man, it's such a big thing. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really interesting. I've... Um... I've been dealing with shame myself, like uh, from my younger years until my late 20s. And only until the last four years, I got more aware of like, oh, wow, that's shame, you know, that's shame clinging on to me and doing work on myself with all different modalities. I really got to figure out what it is, what that shame is, and also seeing it in other people like, hey, you know, what's what's going on? And then the shame can, like you say, appear in so many different ways. Uh, the way you dress or maybe an opinion that you have or maybe something you experienced as a child and you're like afraid to share it with the world because you think they're going to reject you there's so many different ways that shame can show up and and that's yeah so how would you describe shame just that word or that vibration of shame yeah for me it's it's like disowning a part of yourself it's like you know it's there uh, whether it's a feeling or something that you think of yourself in terms of physical body or emotions, it's there, you know that, but you're not, you don't feel safe to express that to the outside world. Uh, even if it's like your, your parents or your wife or your husband or your brother, it doesn't feel safe to express that. And that's why you hide it. So you hide a part, which is essentially, uh, it's essentially you. And that hiding, that's what I call shame. Mm hmm. So the source of that hiding comes from where? Mm. Well, many different things. Uh, just to keep it in the now, there's social media everywhere. There's people who are showing up in a certain way. There's the normality of things. So there's a, a lot of different areas that influence you to, yeah, uh, see that the shame that you hold is is you know it's not safe to express it you know maybe your parents told you something as a child like oh that's not normal or why are you doing that that's stupid and then you hold it in and then you never really dare to do that again in life because you learned that it's bad mm -hmm. so what kind of things are you doing to identify shame and help people let go of this we get kind of a, a cause of shame, why shame's um, starting in children and adolescents, 
and, and I mean, it's reinforced in school. Um, why do we hang on to it? Mm. Yeah, I believe that has to do with safety. Like uh, when we are born as, as, as children, as babies, then we're like pure. We have, we have no reference to anything. We're just there. We're just there and experiencing. Everything is fine. We're just doing what we feel. We cry when we want to cry. We're angry or frustrated when we want to be frustrated. And then something happens. Something happens and that something is the, the outside world. The outside world tells you something that it's not good to crash you need to silence you know it's okay now uh, hide away your tears like there's so many things that are telling you what to do instead of just being you know the world is telling you what to do instead of you just you know i'm sad or i feel this and i'm i'm, I'm here to express it and then it's gone so is people it, are yeah so when when the outside world tells somebody to silence a part of themselves is that the external shame creating an inner shame or what is that how does that work how would you explain that yeah i, th I think it's the 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 effect of the outside world telling you to like not express and to hold it in that's right. the creation of shame inside yourself like oh it's not okay to show my emotions to people who i'm with it's not appropriate to use my voice and claim my space because I need to be calm. I don't need to like get all the attention. Right. So, and so, so yeah. that is say, I'm your dad right now. And I'm saying, mm -hmm. Renee, don't cry in this restaurant. Is that my shame telling you not to cry? Ah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, that could be. And then what you do is you pass on your shame to me as, yeah. as your son. because You say it's not okay to cry because probably when you were a child, you were not allowed to cry. So then you just pass on the gift. It's not really a gift, but pass on the gift of shame. Yeah, because yeah. that's your value. That's your truth. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we break it? How do we break that cycle? Mm. What worked for me is that I completely like... And that took time, but I completely disconnected from the, the normality, like what I was taught as a child, what I was brought up with, what I was taught in school, you know, all the experiences that you have to completely disconnect and, and like start over again. Like if you feel something, breathe and take a few seconds and don't react. Not like, oh, I have to hide it. No, you know, this, this is coming from me. I need to cry. I need to be angry. Okay, I'm going to be angry right now. So just allowing that space to be there. And it's going to take a lot of time. Um, I had a lot of like shame around lying. I was the best liar or I wasn't the best liar, but I used to lie a lot. People would always see it when I was lying. Even when I tried it, they saw it. But I always tried it to make it look better. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's also a form of shame because I wasn't like I didn't feel strong enough or safe enough to express my truth. So I made it into a lie to comfort someone or to make them like me, because if I say something they like, then they probably like me. So I kept away or stayed away from the truth. Mm -hmm. And how I dissolved through that was just step by step, stepping away from uh, lying and just, oh, shit, even like in the beginning where I would still lie, but be more aware of it, like, fuck, I lied. <laughs> and then I would like, come back to it like 
maybe a day after like hey yesterday we had this conversation and i said something which wasn't true <laughs> and that took a day and then i did it in like 12 hours and 10 hours an hour five minutes up until the point where i felt it like oh i really feel like saying something which is not true no i'm not going i'm going to tell the truth and that's how i like reverse engineered my my pattern there yeah. that's one example but for everyone is different for one person it's lying for another it's like uh, taking space using your voice or a limiting belief that you're not good enough just slowly unwind that process yeah so it sounds like when we're lying or doing something to please somebody else that mm. it's it's that pleasing is rooted in shame yeah yeah definitely yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool that's very cool yeah and it's powerful because the moment when you unravel unravel it you bring it back to like the neutral position that you were born with you can then like pull it even higher to a higher form where you are you know super honest and you know what you feel and you know how to attract good things in life you know how to say yes you know how to say no there's like a whole like spider web of possibilities that open up when you come back to center mm. Mm. so what do we do? I feel like right now we need to come back to center. I feel like we're moving yeah. so fast right now that we need mm -hmm. to come back to center. Do you feel that? Yeah, I feel it too. Yeah. Yeah. What to do now? What I what I see is that shame, to bring it back also to the topic of shame, <laughs> shame is everywhere and this world is full of shame and not in a bad way, but it's just there. Even I, like I've done work around shame, but it doesn't mean I, I never have shame anymore. It still comes up in different moments. In different ways and the 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 trick is that my cats are fighting in the background or it's okay um the trick is that knowing that shame is there but how do you navigate it in this world because it it, it will be here it will always be here but how do you deal with it if it comes inside of you or if you notice it in someone i think we need to like re come back to center and to re-engage with the world in an honest way that's what i believe that's where it all starts opening mm -hmm. up so what are you doing to come back to center mm. yeah for, for me it's it's become like a, a daily practice where i just take some time i feel in myself and i really feel what's true for me and sometimes i feel like oh there's shame i even feel it in moments where i'm in a conversation with someone and I, they ask me a question. I'm like, oh, oh, that's an interesting topic. I feel some shame there. But now I got to a point where I'm like, that's exciting. And then I got, I go through instead of hiding it or running away or telling a lie. So I got to the point where I'm so um, present with it that I can approach it in a whole different way. Mm. And my passion is to bring that to other people because it's so powerful. And if we're all more honest, then we also get to know each other better. And if they're shamed and people are not really, they're not really open, right? If you're telling me with a smile on your, or with a smile on your face, like, I feel so happy, Renee, but I can sense it. I can sense if it's true or not. So why don't you just open up and then say, hey, I actually feel really bad today. Can you hold space or can I tell you something? That's the world that I believe in. No more masking, just being real. Yeah. So mm. that brings me to a question is, who is Renee? Mm. Yeah, who am I? That's a beautiful question. 
I believe the correct answer is I am, but that's a very boring answer, I feel. <laughs> yeah. What's but the, but what's in the essence, texture? it is. There's a texture yeah, no, to you, right? And a vibration. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think if, if I would say like who I am today and it is the I am, but it's really like I come back, I came back to center. Like I, I, I knew I had this openness and I always had this like happiness stuff, which was also like always smiling, hiding my true emotion. There was my like getaway. If people would ask me, hey, Renee, how are you doing? And I would like smile, say, I'm okay, because I never really wanted them to see what was going on. And I thought they wouldn't like me for that. And I've come full circle now, where I like started to hide away and pro protect myself and not express my true emotions to people, hold a lot of shame. I came back to who I am, to a point where I can really love myself for the way I look, the way I act, the way I speak, the way I uh, appear in the world so i'm i'm just me and it's so simple i'm just me but it took me <laughs> some years to come there and it's really weird but i'm back to where i was i'm just being me yeah so what's it like to be you it's amazing i love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm really really happy i'm so proud of all the steps that i took to come come back into my center and i'm so happy with that result i live in bali right now with my beautiful partner we moved in together in a beautiful home. We're both doing our businesses online. We have so much freedom. You know, I I never wake up with an alarm clock anymore. I just wake up when I feel like it. Mm. I have a swim, I meditate, and then like my day starts. It's it's a dream come true. I never would have ever dreamed about this. I never thought this was possible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. when you say this is possible, does that include to the depth that you love yourself now yeah just it's it's like um it's like if you go i love silly examples but they do give you an, a sense of what i mean if you go out roller skating for a day and then at the end of the day you take them off it's like oh you know this feeling of finally i can rest i i mm -hmm. don't feel pain i don't feel stress i can just relax and sit that's how it feels in my body now like no more shame, just love for myself, love my beauty, love my qualities. And, you know, I also have days where I wake up and I'm like, mm, I don't know what today is going to bring, but I feel like shit. I have that too. And just allow space for that. And then it snaps and then I'm back. You know, it's really like a, yeah, magic. Yeah, it does sound magical. It sounds like you're in uh, this divine flow of whatever's coming in. You're embracing that. Um so can you tell us a story like honestly from from this point seeing you right now i would say this guy is full of shit he's never had shame like look at him he's so happy yeah. he's mm -hmm. like you know he's all talk maybe his shame was just these little little things and but can you tell us like a story of some of your shame maybe something yeah something I'd a love little to. bit yeah, rich? I love yeah yeah i love the question too yeah of course <sighs> if i go back a long time even like in the time where i didn't really have that much awareness i cannot recall the days but when i was five days old um i was in the hospital with my mother like still coming by from the from the uh, the, the the delivery to say <laughs> and then uh, a woman came into the hospital who couldn't have any children and she went to the hospital to find a baby and then she saw me and then she took me she took me away 
so she kidnapped me for 11 days so mm -hmm. i was uh away from my parents they were all over the news in the netherlands uh please like asking the kidnapper to let them know if i'm okay and even if i was dead that they let my parents know so they could like give it you know give it a, a place to rest and then the police found me back in 11 days so brought me back to my parents and it's a of course a really traumatic experience uh, what they told me is that the woman took good care of me uh, so i don't really feel anything the only thing is the relationship especially with my mom which has been a disaster and still is uh, she was always very overprotective and therefore i held uh, a lot of shame in my uh, teenage years like hanging with my friends and then she would hang on the phone every hour where are you are you okay like really mm. so overconcerned. so i had a lot of shame there uh, i had so many fights with her she was always like trying to control and manipulate even things in my life that really drove me so like to an it drove me nuts and it drove me to a point where I felt like in a cage and I, I I just felt like, oh, I have to ask my mommy everything that I needed to do, even like in my 20 or my 90th uh, year. So I ran away from home, ran away. I just put all my stuff in a truck and left. And then I slept in the office of my work and really, I don't know, like trying to break free. Uh, I watched a lot of porn back then. Uh, I was really addicted to it. Watched it every day. I masturbated three, four times a day just to feel better or looking for something to like release the stress. Mm -hmm. So that turned into a big addiction, uh, re resulting in uh, premature ejaculation. So when I had sex with a girl, it would like end in 10 seconds and uh, erectile dysfunction as well. Like I was super young, I was in my early 20s and I was already like suffering from my cock not working when I wanted it to. So that was a really big thing. Um, held a lot of body shame, you know, I'm not the tallest guy, but I was insecure how I looked. I thought everything was too small and I'm too petite. And uh, you know, girls would tell me I'm too sweet. I just, all these things going on that I, that I felt a lot of shame about and helped me, helped me from really going to a beautiful partner uh, i always settled for less i thought oh you know this girl is nice she's not you know what i'm looking for but at least i'll have someone then so i just i i didn't love myself at all i just shamed my whole being and my existence so the years went on and then uh, at the end of my 20s so that's like four years ago then i went on a journey uh working with plant medicine getting into yoga doing a lot of work around Tantra and really like breaking open and showing myself and people offering me a voice. And I was so scared every time, like shame if people would hand me the microphone, but I knew I had to do it. If I really wanted to become myself, then I need to step up, step up on the stage, show myself and break free from all these old limiting beliefs of which shame was the biggest one for me. Mm -hmm. And now I'm here living a dream yes yes <laughs> dropping all this baggage <laughs> dropping all the baggage that was there for so many years yeah yeah man yeah so in the end shame seems really simple doesn't it seems really simple yeah <laughs> if you are aware of it yeah and you see it Mm -hmm. and want to work on it then it's you know then it's all good but you need to have the awareness and i think a lot of people don't have that i did a, a really big market research uh, a few months back mm 
-hmm. got with over 30 people. And of those 30 people, I think 80% was like, yeah, yeah, I used to have shame when I was younger, but it's not there anymore. And then when I started asking them more about the things in their life and how things were going, there was shame, but they just called it like being uncomfortable or feeling fear about something or just not wanting to express something to someone because they're like, oh, it doesn't really matter. But you know, it's all the, it's, it's the, the underlying shame, but it's, it's sugar-coated in something else. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a difficult topic because people are mostly not even aware of it. Yeah, you know, like uh, the other day, I, I was in the park and I seen somebody I knew, a friend, uh, a female, and I stopped to say hi and talk to her. And, and I said, what are you reading? And so she showed me this book and she goes, have you read it? And for some reason, I was like instantly, I said, yeah, I've read that. I've read it. And I was like, why did I just say that? Yeah, I'm, not even, I'm not even sure <laughs> whether I read the book or not. <laughs> like, yeah. So I'm sitting there, like pondering the root of me <laughs> saying yes. And, and I was like, did I lie? Have I read this? I know I have it at home, but I don't remember reading it. So <laughs> what the heck? And I'm like, Am I trying to please this woman? Like, is that what what's happening? Am I? Would I find shame if I did, hadn't read it? I'm not sure what was going on. Interesting one. Yeah. yeah. I even came home and picked up the book and opened some pages to, like, try and read and see if I could jog my memory to see if I had read it. I don't think I had. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I hear like a, a, a pleasure there, you know, just hoping like if you tell them that you read their book, that they will feel good. It comes from a good space. You just would like someone to have a good feeling like, oh, they read my book. That's amazing. Right. Yeah. But yeah, in, in essence, it is like <laughs> saying something which is not true to get a certain effect. Yeah. 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 yeah I used to do that a lot, too. And I was mm. and it's so upsetting. Right. And I was just like, I'm like, ah. Oh. Am I really gonna gonna do shit like that now? <laughs> well, what would be what would be an interesting experiment for you? Maybe is to reach back to the woman and explain the situation and just see what happens. The funny thing is, is the next day when I went to the park, she was there again, and I stopped and I said, "You know what?" I said, "I looked at the book, and you know what? I don't think I've actually read it." I said, "So I lied. So I actually lied to you," and. Uh, it didn't really do anything. It's just like, huh? Oh well. <laughs> but Beautiful. For, yeah, but for me, good. it was good. Yeah, for you, it was a big step to like come back to into your truth, basically, even if it's just a small step. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful space to be, where we can notice these little things that come out, that pop out, that try and take us away from our. Maybe it's truth, but maybe it's, yeah. you know. For, for me, I look at uh, my core wound and I see when I do things like that, I'm basically doing things that basically hurt my core wound or mm. keep it alive. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Truth. Truth is one thing. Authenticity, maybe even like, are you willing to say, oh, yeah, I read your book, but I really didn't like it. Right. For example, which doesn't which doesn't say anything about them, but you are owning like what what it was for you, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if they take it as an insult or it hurts them, then that's that's also part for them to work on because you're not saying 
I think you write shit books. No, you tell them like, I read your book, but I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So that's an interesting like needle there to like feel like, oh, what, what is my truth? Without saying that, sharing your opinion about someone else, but just sharing your own opinion. What, what, what did it meant for you? Yeah. yeah. Well, do you think we sugarcoat sometimes by using words like, uh, your book didn't resonate with me? Or, yeah, you know, instead yeah. of, I didn't like it. Because when we say, I don't like your book, feels like I'm insulting you. But if I say, oh, it didn't resonate with me, there's kind of like this, it's all good. Yeah, I was putting definitely. a big rainbow over my statement. Yes, yes, very true. Yeah, yeah, we sugarcoat because we're either afraid of their response or maybe we, we don't want to like hurt them. We want to protect them or we want to stay out of conflict. There's like many different ways or reasons to sugarcoat something and not be radically honest. Uh, but if you think about it, if you if you go back also what I just shared about sharing uh, for the book, for example, you would like share like, oh, I really didn't like it. And then it also gives them the opportunity to ask you like, oh, what didn't you like about it? And you can provide feedback so they can make it better. So then you create a conversation instead of, oh, yeah, I didn't really resonate with me. And then it just stops. Yeah. Or maybe the next book is going to reach into your demographic, you know? Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. There's so like, many oh, opportunities. Didn't like it. Oh, maybe something for, for you or maybe a different age you know, audience or something that's more resonating with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. So where, where are you right. going from here? Where am I going from here? Right now, I'm uh, putting a lot of time and effort in uh, in an online, it's basically an online coaching program. Uh, it's a group pro program for people that know that they have shame or have the awareness or the desire to work with their shame and then pull them through a seven week uh, program with a group with me facilitating and teaching and then completely transforming their relationship to shame like like i have dropping the shame that they have and then moving forward with this ah i can be me i don't have to be ashamed anymore mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so this is something you've been working towards it feels like your entire life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Does it feel like I never really, yeah, it, it never really like, I don't know, it's not something I like thought of, like, oh, I worked through my, it just came to me all of a sudden. I talked with a friend and he's like, you know, I really see you like host a coaching program. And then we started brainstorming and going back into my life story and all the changes that I've been through. And then he said, why don't you work with shame? I'm like, hmm, okay, yeah. Why not? So then I started doing all the research and I found that so many people have it, but don't know what to do with it. Or, you know, people in their 40s, like older than me, like I'm in my 30s, people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, or maybe even until they die, who who are who have been stuck in this shame the whole time. And it never really got to the point where they can be like, ah, this is me, you know, I'm sharing my my real me with the world. And I don't care what other people think this is me and this is my truth and that's what i want to bring to people because it's important you know who has no shame that rooster in the background that guy's mm. radiant and he's proud. yes i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah he doesn't care you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't even notice anymore he's he's been here longer than me yeah yeah, it sounds beautiful. I'm just so happy I hear rooster in the background. I've been craving that. 
so when we push push beyond shame what what's the award like what what's the what's this peace that we get mm. you mean what what is the reward for like working on our shame so it's not really controlling our life anymore yeah for me what i see is that we we are all superhumans we all are and we all have a great voice great ideas we have our passion our goals all the things that we dream about and what we want to achieve in life and shame is like a big blanket that's thrown over it and sometimes you stick a few needles through and you see the light but if you remove the whole blanket then there's nothing that can stop you from being a super famous photographer or a musician or you go on stage and you sing for a really big audience or you know, the, the limits that you believe, limiting beliefs, they usually also come from shame. Like, I'm not good enough or I'm not beautiful enough. If you take all those layers away and maybe even a good question to ask yourself, what if there is, what if there would be, what if there would be no way or no chance that you could fail on, on something that you really want? If there would be zero chance of failure, what would you do? And then come up with this thing like, oh, I really want to be, a really famous photographer or I want to have my own island some you know anything and then think about shame like is there a limiting belief there that shows you that you're not good enough or you know it's not for you uh, I need to be a millionaire to get this and that's that's for the people that come from rich families or all these all these little thoughts mm -hmm. they're all formed of they're all uh, all coming from the shame piece so if you take the shame piece away then there's nothing that can stop you you're just being you and you're showing your skills to the world. So are you saying that all forms of limitation are rooted in shame? Mm. It's a big statement. <laughs> it's a big statement. Yeah, I don't think all, but I think shame is if, if there will be a, okay, if there would be a top 10 of, of limiters, then uh, shame will be in the top three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like fear, you know, really being fear. Fear, I think, might be even a stronger emotion. But I think shame is more common, more common in in the nowadays society. Yeah. Sorry for the fighting cats in the back. <laughs> makes it a, makes it a very alive podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very much in the flow. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Cool. So, what is it about shame that? that causes people to avoid it so with so much um, mm. with all their effort, like all their power, they will just avoid dealing with shame. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the exposure. If you if you like express what what holds shame or maybe even expressing your shame holds so much exposure like you're really like showing what's up for you right you drop all your shields all the things that you carry you all drop them and you're like basically naked in front of someone like vulnerability and yeah that's the biggest form of vulnerability and i think that's super scary for uh, for most people being vulnerable like hey i really feel sad about this or hey i feel i even go to people sometimes like hey you know you're doing this thing or I see you do this and it brings up an emotion, like really making it into a conversation and like resolving it or learning from it. Uh, and I think it's really scary for people to be vulnerable. I think that's the reason why shame is there because people are scared to be vulnerable. 
so after your shame, what's your sex life like now? <laughs> it's funny. Uh, my mind is like, you know, I want to say amazing, like fucking, fucking great. <laughs> but my mind is like, oh, maybe if I make it too great, then people are not going to believe me. But it's really like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I said in the beginning, like my body shame was there. I was very like insecure about the size of my cock when I was younger. I didn't go to shower with the guys at the soccer team because I didn't want them to see me because I thought something was wrong. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, that also shows up being intimate with a woman. And yeah, through these years, I started to love my body more, which allowed me to drop any like pressure or that I get in my head that it's not good enough. And being just just in my body and loving the way I am is radiating outside. You know, it also um, uh, causes like other women to find me more attractive because I think I'm attractive and that's what you what you have in you radiate out so yeah to come back to the sex question yes like I can make love for hours now <laughs> like without coming and that's something that is completely 180 degrees from where I was like four years ago yeah yeah so I've read some stuff about that and it seems like there's some truth that anxiety is the biggest culprit in in premature ejaculation. Is that true? Mm. Um, anxiety is like being really stressed, right? I'm not yeah. a native English speaker, but yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 I believe so. Yeah, stress, because stress is like tensing up your body. You're not relaxing your body at all. Mm -hmm. Being in the mind, being in your head, like thinking about the groceries that you need to do or whatever, or thinking of what needs to happen if you make love, thinking about what needs to happen next and you're in your head and then you also, you're not, not in your body. I think that's the most important thing there, to really be in your body. Mm -hmm. yeah. So just moving with uh, the space and time and the bodies without yeah. any, any need to perform a certain way. Yeah, or, yeah. or need to be a certain way. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sure. because that's what shame does, right? You get in your head like, oh, what if they think I have a big butt? Or oh, what, they, what if they think that my legs are too small? Or mm -hmm. Then you're in your head. So shame is also affecting this piece really big. Yeah. So what would you, what do you tell men, that other men that think they're too small now? Hmm. I think for that piece, what you need is a, a supportive container, like people that are there willing to hold space for you, that are willing to like, yeah, hear what you feel. Like, I think the first step is acknowledging like, hey, I feel this. Hey, I feel that I have a small cock or whatever. And just owning that, like, I do feel that. That's the first step. And then moving through, having a supportive container with other men that either have been on the same journey or in the same journey or came out of it already and just have this understanding like, yeah, I was there too. It's, it's normal or there's, you know, it's, it's okay to feel that mm -hmm. we all had that or it's coming from porn or, you know, comparing yourself to others while you are just you and there's nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. So size has nothing to do with how well you perform. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's all again like being in the body. The moment you're in your body and you love yourself the way you are, then everything will work. Um, <laughs> just a, just just a, a, a little sidestep. 
in, in terms of like does size matter? Um, the moment you enter the vagina of a woman, even if you're uh, flaccid, I think you call it, like not erect, yeah, yeah. then and you're fully relaxed and in your body, not in your head, then things will happen. The, the inside of the, uh, the yoni or the vagina will grow on the inside, will move towards the cock and the cock moves closer to the yoni. So it doesn't really matter if you're big or small. Mm-hmm. Things are happening on the inside. It's just like a magnetic field. Yeah. So there's no need. There's no need to have the yeah, to, to think that the size doesn't matter because it doesn't. Yeah, I was just going to to reiterate a little bit about that because I have read that a couple who stays together and uh, aware of their sexual energies and they move together really well, the, the sizes start to to mesh together yes yes so the vagina and the cock yeah they do mesh together yeah it's like an energetic pool on the inside that automatically happens so the size doesn't really matter it's it's going to fit like perfectly because yeah you you you're in your body and the 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 genitals do their thing basically Mm -hmm. which is magical i never knew that but yeah that happens yeah yeah that's a big secret i don't know why that one's kept secret I know, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (sighs) I'm also thinking like, yeah, just just, I I would love for this podcast to reach a lot of people just to sit with it. Like, oh, what am I ashamed of? Is is there anything that I'm holding on to? And is there anything that I would like to let go of regardless of I cannot let this go. It's been with me too long. You know, you can, there, everything that, that is there, you can work on. doesn't matter if it's there for 20, 40, or five years or a day. Mm-hmm. Just sit with that. The, and the yeah. interesting thing is, is, is like, we, shame always seems to come back to sex. But I tell you, I was doing surrender experiment, and, and the way things happen, I end up driving this uh, 20-year-old car, this Pontiac, mm. And I, w- I had shame driving it at first. I'd be like, I'd pull into shopping parking lots and I'd like kind of find myself looking around to see if anybody noticed me driving this really old conquer car. And and uh, I was like, yeah, I need to get over this. I need to figure out why, not even why, but just move through it. Like, I'm going to drive this car until the shame is gone, until I'm not embarrassed to be seen in this car. And, yeah. Uh, and then it came to me, it was like, I, I would have women judge me for driving that car too. It's like looking mm. at me, oh, you not, must, not, must not be worthy, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, this isn't somebody who's, who's healthy. And this yeah. isn't somebody who I want. So maybe I'm going to keep driving this car until I have a partner that respects everything in a healthy, yes. in a healthy way, right? Wow. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah. Because then the partner's dad said it's, uh, you know, it's a shabby car or uh, I don't like it or whatever. And uh, you're not mm-hmm. worthy then. That means that sort of they see the, the the value of your car says something about you. Right. Yeah. 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 And yeah. or they're shame, like, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Another I, I, I also love talking about cars because I also have an experience of shame with a car. Um, that's like 
two years ago. Two years ago, uh, I've been in IT freelancing. Things were going really well financially. I thought I'm going to get a Tesla, a Tesla Model S. So I got one <laughs> and uh, amazing car, really fun, like crazy. Uh, I was I wasn't even 30 and I was driving this Tesla car, you know, yeah. I loved it up to the point where I decided that I wanted to move to Bali. I wanted to get rid of the car. Um, I moved to uh, a, a cheap apartment because uh, I wanted to rent out my house. So I just uh, rented a small room in like uh, another area of the city I was living in. But the area was uh, usually, or not usually, but was filled with people that are, I don't know, they're not like really wealthy. They don't have that much money to spend. And then I drive this $100,000 car into the street <laughs> there every day, going in my 200 euro uh, room that I rent per month and it made me so ashamed I'm like oh my god you know I drive this super expensive car into the street people are looking at me and they barely have uh, money to eat yeah. so I was also looking around like oh I hope no one sees me get out of the car <laughs> it's so interesting yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm happy that I don't have it anymore now just not not because of the shame thing but because it doesn't define who I am you know, it's just uh, it's just an object. Yeah, well, at this point, does anything define who you are? No, just me, just me being me. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking beautiful. It's and it's freeing, you know. I don't, I, I don't need it. Um, I did an, uh, an an exercise the other day that a request or like asked me to write down things that I really want to have, even if I. If I would have hundred million dollars in the bank, what are the things that I would want to have? I spent thirty minutes. I I couldn't think of something. I'm like, I have everything. I have everything inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. Awesome. That's awesome. Mm. That's interesting about the cars. Hey, I I like that story. How uh, we had exact opposite cars, but we still had the yeah. same feeling. Yeah, it's interesting, huh? Mm. Yeah. So you still have your house. Yes. I yeah, in the Netherlands. Yeah. You haven't been kicked out of Bali. Have you? Has anybody oh. tried? Well, no. I, most people left here. Like, there's nearly no tourists left. And in Ubud, where I live, there's it's really quiet, which I like. There's no traffic jams anymore. There's rarely people on the street. Mm. But uh, yeah, we're still here. So um, yeah, we're happy here. Any events happening? Any? Like mm. No, not really. I uh, hear ecstatic dance has been like off, of course, for uh, like a long time now, but it's starting up a little bit. But there's not that many people here to attend. Most people also move to the coast, to Chenggu and Uluwatu. So it's just really quiet here in Ubud. Hmm. <laughs> so you get to focus on work and you get to focus on you and your partner. Yeah, resting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How's that been? How's the resting been? <sighs> very, very necessary. Yeah, yeah. I, I even see a challenge in it sometimes, like uh, my mind wanting me to keep me busy. I need to do more work. I need to be behind my computer and do do stuff and come up with to do lists. And I really need to sometimes say, no, Renee, now you're going to rest. Mm -hmm. And then I'm trying to rest and then my mind starts. So it's, 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 a, it's a really good exercise, resting and just doing nothing and not getting your tablet and watch something or just doing nothing and just sitting or laying or, yeah. 
it's like it's we, like a ground we don't, we, don't, we don't get enough of that i think all of us in this society yeah we're starting to i i think we're going going to make it happen though well, that's, I think, uh, a good thing about the coronavirus is people are like at home and working remote and be more flexible with their time. And I think I think that also has its good things. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So and it also allows us to be quiet and recenter and be aware of, you know, the shame and the stories that yeah. are limiting our ability to be centered. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So do you have any exercises you do to center yourself? Yeah, every morning, like I said, if I wake up, the first thing I do is I uh, have a few laps in the pool just yeah. to use my body and it's cool. It's cold water in the morning. So I'm like completely awake to wake up my body. And then when I come out, I do a meditation, maybe 10, not super long, 10, 15 minutes have a shower, have some breakfast. And then by that time it's like 11 AM and then my day starts. So I like really slowly, yeah, prepare my body for the day. Mm -hmm. That works really well. Yeah. What happens yeah. if you miss a step? What happens if you miss something in that? Mm. Yeah, I tend to be more stressed during the day, more in my head, like feeling rushed, like, oh, I need to finish this. I need to work on that. And if mm -hmm. I have a slower start, then it then the whole day is more relaxed. Yeah. Mm, nice. Well, that's kind of what I've been doing too, um, which has been really nice. I have, do have a feeling I'm going to have to start really getting a little bit busier and doing more work. But I also feel that once I move into this busier space, that I'm still going to be centered. And really pushing towards dreams and goals with a, a, a sharper awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In a better so, balance. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Much healthier. Mm. So, is there anything I haven't asked that you think is really important that people ask themselves about shame or how they identify shame? <sighs> Yeah, yeah, I think the question I asked before, like people to really take a moment, stop, stop doing what you're doing, turn off the TV, turn off the radio, just be on your on your own for a bit, send your partner into the, the park or whatever, and just be at home or go to the park on your own and just sit there for a few minutes, maybe bring a journal and just feel like, oh, what, you know, what are things that are coming up for me? What are things that I would love to express? which I'm not because because of whatever reason, like really sitting with it and feel, sort of meditating on it, like feeling like, oh, what, what is my shame? Do I have body shame? Do I love myself? Would I go to would I go to a naked beach and just be super comfortable with my body? Or do I hold some shame? Just be uh, curious. That's that's the thing. Be curious. What is there? And then, yeah, take it from there. <laughs> he just reminded me of a, a little story I want to tell you. It's funny. Yeah. Just a few days ago. In the morning, I thought about uh, this lady I used to work with, and she was always talking about going kayaking. And for some reason, I thought about her in kayaking, but I never connected with her. And uh, I went down to the river, found a really nice uh, sandy place that was isolated along the river, and and I was suntanning naked. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'm just sitting there naked, and, and there's 
a little bit of noise from the water flowing over some rocks in front of me. So, and all of a sudden, like I'm reading a book and I look up and I see this, uh, these two kayakers right in front of me looking at me. And normally I like cover up when somebody's coming close just to be, you know, modest or whatever. Um, not to trigger them because for me it doesn't bother me. But I was like, oh shit, too late. But there was like more of them coming and I was like, <laughs> what do I do? Like, do I cover up? And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I'll just stay like this. Because, mm -hmm. you know, for some reason I felt, oh, if I'm covering up now, it's going to, is it, how's, I don't know, whatever. It just didn't make sense. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just yeah. stay here. And then I, then I was looking at one, a couple of the people. I'm like, hey, I know those people. And one of them was the woman that I was thinking about going kayaking with and her and her oh. husband and uh so funny because and then i'm like i'm sure that's them it's really hard to tell when they're in kayaks and they got all the stuff on their hats and everything so i you know 10 minutes later i pull up my phone and i said hey are you kayaking today she goes oh my god was that you <laughs> <laughs> oh, <hell yes>. yeah <laughs> beautiful i love that yeah yeah uh, <laughs> hmm. that was nice beautiful stories and this way you can also see how how playful shame, like the topic of shame or, or not having shame how playful it can be and it's i think shame holds a very negative load like oh it's shame or oh, no you know it's really bad but it's you know, it's just like a self-protect, a self-protection uh, self mechanism, or just trying to protect you, or pretending to protect others for something. But it's, you know, it's it's it, it can be more light, more fluffy, more like, ah, you know, like you explain now, like these people see you, like, oh my God, was that you? You know, it's it's not this bad thing. Yeah, it can just be open and and be, we can laugh about it. Yeah. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is like I worked with her for 15, 15 years, like mm -hmm. desks, like. You know, ten feet apart. Desks, our desks were. Oh wow! And yeah. So it was very interesting because as soon as I found out it was her, it was like I could feel something wanting to come up. Like, oh my god, here mm -hmm. I was, like naked on a beach, illegally, um, my cock hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this, <laughs> these people that I know for years and um, in a work environment saw me naked. Yeah. So I'm like. I could feel the shame trying to come yeah. in, and I'm like, no, I, I don't yeah. need you. I don't. I don't need the safety of shame. Yeah, it's just you being you, and you're just uh, doing what you love to do, and they witness you in that, and I think they can only appreciate you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I definitely can't wait to go visit them. <laughs> A good reminder then. Yeah. <laughs> so, so any wild stories for you? Any big big edges you've pushed lately? Mm. Well, that's a, that's the thing. I kind of made a sport out of pushing edges and like getting out of comfort and doing scary things. I'm just thinking if there's like a, a big win or a big thing that happened like recently. Um, yeah, maybe maybe uh, also around shame. Like um, I've been in IT consulting for 15 years. So like a long time, I know what I'm doing. It's easy for me to work there, but it's completely dried up like recently. Uh, coincidentally, at the same time as where I'm like building this, this thing to help people with shame. So I'm like, okay, that's a sign. 
but what happens is I move together with my partner, Elena, and she's doing super well in her business. And I got to the point where I'm like, no income from IT. I'm just starting up this new thing. I've got some savings, but it's not really lifting off yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so the situation arose where, you know, uh, I'm like, okay, I'm not making any money and we still need to pay the bills here. Uh, then we got to the point where she offered me like, you know, I got your back. Like, like I had her back one year ago when she was starting her business. Uh, but I felt so much shame to like accept that and to say like, okay, you got my back and really relax into that being the man and then being held by your woman that held a lot of shame for me. I don't know why, if it's just a, a thing for men, you know, I, I got, I, I can take care of myself. I don't need a, a woman to take care of me like this old belief. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, 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 I just couldn't accept it on the inside of me for some reason. Like I still felt like I need to push myself harder. I need to make more money. I, you know, I cannot accept this fact up until the point where I had like a really big breakdown on a day and I was crying and I felt so bad. And I had a chat with her and I told her like, you know, I really find it so hard to accept this from you, this beautiful offer of you, because I feel like I should be the man. I should be the provider. And I just broke and I cried and I was really sobbing. And then when that was cleared out, she spoke out, I love you. You know, I got your back. Just focus on what you want to do and then things will be fine. Mm-hmm. And then that, that uh, shifted. But if I would have kept it in and had the shame, then I would really like I would be nowhere. You know, I would be super stressed and sad and frustrated. And that's not necessary anymore. Mm-hmm. It was a big thing recently. Yeah, that's interesting. And you know, and if you would have held that back in, you might have completely retreated back to premature ejaculations and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, no, like you said, uh, like, there's no, we felt that a little bit because I needed some time to like work that through. But like when there, the attraction is not really there, because then the polarity is shifted. And then there's things in my mind happening, I cannot let it go. And then yeah, then it goes, (laughs) goes down very rapidly. Yeah. So being vulnerable, going through the shame again, helped me with this one as well. Yeah. Nice. It's beautiful. Yeah. I have a lot of grateful um, energy for you. Um, Because one time I remember being very vulnerable and crying and I was like just a mess. And you supported me. You just came up and gave me a great big hug. And I will always treasure that moment. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're all here to support each other. We're all, you know, we're not here to put each other down or, you know, just tell each other that we're stupid or ugly or bad or not good enough. We're all here to help each other. And that's the only way to bring this whole planet, society, people, energies, everyone who's here to bring it up instead of staying level or going down. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's just open up everyone and yeah. love each other. Yeah, mm. no, no blame, no shame, just love. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. <sighs> I miss Bali. I miss Bali. You know what? Yeah. Like hearing the roosters and seeing the leaves and the plants behind you, it's amazing. And uh, yeah. And the pool. God, I miss getting up in the morning and diving in for swims, mm. like two or three yeah. times a day. Yeah. So I'm I'm so envious. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I understand. It's it's um, it's perfect here. (laughs) 
yeah, I don't think we have much more to say except for Renee. How do people get a hold of you? Like, I really want to see people stepping up, using your mm. program, using your coaching, because you know what you're talking about. You're centered. You're there. You're here. You're you're an amazing piece of existence that can help people. Mm. Yeah, come mm, in, thank come you. into a, a real, true, heart-centered love for themselves and move in that place. Yeah, yeah, I would love to share it with people. Yeah, I created a website. It's called mm -hmm. WinTheShameGame.com, and that's where I put like information about the course and for people to reach out to me. And um, yeah, I'm still taking on people for the next group. So depending on when this podcast is going to be published, people can go to the site, reach out to me and then have a call to see with what, you know, the, the thing they want to work on or the type of shame or what they're holding, if my program can benefit them. So uh, that would be beautiful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So a lot, a lot of people don't even know that they're holding shame. And so if they have any type of problems in life or anything in general, would you think this is a program they could use without even knowing they have shame? Yeah, that's a, I have um, like in one of the modules that I have in the program, it's called um, your shame identity and just really help people if they're not super aware, like, okay, this is, this is like what's holding on to you, either if it's physical, you know, like, for men, uh, shame around their cock, for women, uh, around their breasts, if they're not big enough, or, you know, there's some other body shame there, or if it's inside, energetically, uh, abuse as a child, or like a, a skin disease, I've got, I talked with so many different people, and I'm helping them to figure out, like, what is my shame identity, and that's what we're going to work with, yeah. Sweet, sweet. If people have a, a little bit of a sense that there's something like, uh, you know, insecurity, or that they feel like they can't be completely honest or they're trying to pretend to be something, someone else, like during the day, like daily, then, yeah, then I would love to talk to them because then there's probably shame going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, perfect. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. So mm -hmm. thank you for the call. It's been, it's gone by fast. Um, yeah, so fast. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me, Roger. This podcast is Expansion Cast. Thank you for listening. If it's in your ability to support this podcast, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash expansioncast.